Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything I've been through, use it for your glory. Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. All that I am, all that I have, I lay them down before you, O Lord. All my regrets, all my acclaims, the joy and the pain, I'm making them yours. Things in the past, things yet unseen, wishes and dreams that are yet to come true, all of my hopes, all of my plans, my heart and my hands are lifted to you. Lord, I offer my life to you. Everything that I have been through, use it for your glory. Lord, I offer my days to you, lifting my praise to you as a pleasing sacrifice. Lord, I offer you my life. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that song is a song by Don Moen. Um, it's called I Offer My Life, and it's a song of consecration, it's a song of prayer. And I really, really like it because, you know, it, 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 it talks about, first of all, it, I think it just captures the reality of life, you know. First of all, it talks about the fact that, you know, I offer my life to you and that everything that I've been through, use it for your glory. And he's, in, in, that, in, those, in those words, you find out that he's saying that, you know, it's not only, you know, the, the, the good things, if you know what I mean. He's saying everything... Um, that I've been through, use it for your glory. You know, he talks about um, things in my past, you know, things that are yet unseen, wishes and dreams that are yet to come true, all of my hopes, all of my plans, my heart and my hands, they're lifted to you. So it's, you know, it's about somebody really, um, in fact, there's even a, let me even read a more complete version because there's a, there's a version that I I didn't really talk, I mean, there's there's a whole lot more than that. So it says, everything I've been through, use it for your glory, all of my hopes, all of my dreams, you know, um, I, all of that I, I, I give to you. I think there's also, yeah, Manula seems to be the, the part of, the, the basis part of it. Yeah, so there's a part where it says, all that I am, all that I have, I lay them down before you, O Lord. All my regrets, all my acclaims, the joy and the pain, I'm making them yours. Actually, I think that first verse is the one that really captures what he's saying so he's saying use it for your glory and you know i have found out in my life that at the end of the day when we when we pray this kind of prayers or we get to the place when we are able to say lord i offer my life to you everything that i have been through use it for your glory what we are in effect saying is that Beyond my joy, beyond my pain, beyond my comfort, I am now submitting all of that to the glory of your name. I, I count your glory to be of greater value than even my joy and my comfort. So I'm not even asking anymore for you to take the pain away. I'm not even, not necessarily asking, in fact, I'm not asking you to take away the pain. I'm saying, use it for your glory. It's a powerful prayer. 
Because what will God then do? He will come in and convert that pain into purpose. He will come in and convert that disappointment into direction. He will come in and convert that sorrow into a song. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. I have to write that down separately. That's what he will do. The disappointment to direction, the sorrow into a song, pain into purpose. He rechannels it and everything brings glory to him. So then there'll be much more impact. It becomes an impactful experience, not just for me that has gone through the pain or the sorrow or the disappointment, but also for others that will receive Christ through him. At the end of the day, everything boils down to the one who created us, the one who began all things, the one who will bring all things to an end. Everything is about him. And you know, when I sit in the world today and I see how we carry on as though we have power over our next breath. I see leaders, I see, you know, in the business world, in the political world, heads of homes and families, you know, husbands, fathers, parents, carrying on as though we have power over our next breath. Literally, none of us has power over our next breath. The ability to breathe. I mean, during COVID, we saw it, that it was a gift to be able to breathe and breathe well. And that none of us could control even our next breath. Yet, we carry on with a sense of, you know, I don't even know, is it immortality or infallibility or invincibility? As though we will live forever on this earth and as though we will forever be strong and able and capable. But there's only one person who is forever. Who forever you will be the Lamb of God. There's only one person. That's God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's only one person that was here before all things. There's only one being by which all things consist. And there's only one being that after everything, when we are bringing the world to a close and we're drawing a line under the events that have happened, the person who will be drawing that line is God. So it makes sense. And I'm I'm beginning to realize, you know, yesterday we mused on entering into the rest of God, finding rest for my soul. And I talked about how God is leading me to that place where I'm not struggling. I am just, I'm like, okay, where do you want us to go? He's driving and I'm enjoying the ride. And everything he asked me to do, I now realize that when God asks you to do something, he's not saying going, he's not asking or he doesn't expect me to go in my power he's expecting me to lean on him to make it possible for me to do the things that he's asking me to do so if he doesn't give me the ability i am unable to do it you know so all these struggles and everything they have no place because he can't i mean if he tell he can't i can't do what i cannot do you know what i'm saying and he knows that so now i am focused more on his ability than on my ability I am focused more on his guidance than my guidance, his counsel than my counsel. And when I say these things, I'm not saying that that means I'm 100% obedient. I am not. But I, I am less disobedient. I am increasingly becoming less disobedient. And I'm also finding, and you know, it's like, have you ever noticed women who, you know, some women who are married in a marital relationship with a man who takes care of everything? Have you ever seen how laid back those women are? Yeah. For some of us, it's not easy to be that kind of women because we are used to doing things ourselves. We're very independent. But sometimes you look at those women and you're like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to actually 
be like that and not have to do anything or worry or do anything. That's exactly how it is when you enter into the rest of God and we get to that place where we are fully immersed in realization, in the realization that God is in control of our lives and that we are willfully, voluntarily, gladly giving him that leadership and saying, you are my shepherd, I will allow you to lead me. I now realize, and I'm just saying this as I'm saying, and when I say I now realize, I mean like right now, as I'm speaking right now, this moment, this in time, as I'm recording this. And now it's coming to me right now that Psalm 23, when we say the Lord is my shepherd, it's actually a, how would I say, it's almost like a commission. It's like we declaring, it's like the sheep declaring that this is my shepherd. It's not so much the shepherd saying you are my sheep. It's the sheep accepting the leadership of the shepherd. And then he you you keep saying you, even the the whole he leads me beside the still waters he leads me in the paths of righteousness all that he leads me he leads me this is the sheep accepting to be led it's the sheep saying i trust that you will lead me beside the still waters therefore wherever you lead i will follow it's not the shepherd beating the sheep in fact if you notice most shepherds don't really beat sheep they just lead them you know, the sheep, most of the shepherds, they walk with a stick that enables the um, um, the sheep to, to how would I say, to recognize them. But they just lead. Really, you don't really beat sheep, if you know what I mean. You just lead them. And you steer them in the right direction. It's more of, in fact, the, the rod of the shepherd is more to steer the sheep than anything. The, nobody beats sheep. Yeah, actually, that's true. The shepherd doesn't really beat. You don't beat the sheep at all. Because sheep are usually quite... You don't beat sheep. I've never seen a shepherd beating sheep before. So, I think part of that, accepting the leadership of Christ as the good shepherd and the shepherd over my life, this is a very personal thing now, is allowing him to lead us, allowing him to guide us, allowing him to counsel us, and then submitting to that. And I think this song captures that because it's a higher level of submission in that you're, you're, we're, we're even now saying everything that I am, use it for your glory. So the wool of my back, use it for your glory. The meat of my life, use it for your glory. Everything that I that could come, every story that could be told from my life, the good and the bad, Use it, turn it, use it for your glory. It's it's like asking God to take over the weaving of the tapestry of my life, of my heart and of my soul, and to insert himself into it. That the narrative from now on will be interwoven into the narrative of God. I think this is a very spiritual thing to do. As I'm reflecting on this right now, and I think after this prayer I'm going to after this musing, I'm going to talk to the Lord and ask Him to do this. I use it for, and I'm going to lay down. In fact, maybe I should just say it right now, Father Lord, I offer my life unto You. Everything that I have been through, I ask that You use it for Your glory. Things yet unseen, things that have gone on in my past, all of my pain, my joy, my sorrow, my happiness, my everything, use it for my glory. Use it for Your glory, O oh Lord. Everything, 
everything that I long for, everything that I yearn for, everything that I have, my family, the things that I hold dear, I ask, oh God, use it for your glory. Use it for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Use it for your glory, O Lord. Not for my own glory. Glorify yourself. Find a way. From now on, every aspect of my life, everywhere that I go, everything that I do, everything that I lay my hands to do, glorify yourself in it. Let your fingerprints be obvious in it. Let your breath of life cover it. Let your power, your heart, everything about you, let it infuse it. Use it for your glory. Glorify yourself in my life and in the life of my children and their children's children. I offer this life unto you as imperfect as it is, as small as it is, as inconsequential as it is. I know that in your hand, it can become much more than it already is or it could ever have been. But even if it can, whatever it can become, glorify yourself in it. Not, I do not ask that you glorify me, but I'm asking that you glorify yourself. I want everyone to see your glory in my life, in my story, in the lives and in the story of my children throughout their lifetime. Let your, light, let your glory be seen in their adolescence. Let it be seen in their adulthood. Let it be seen, O oh Lord, in their old age. Let it be seen in the old age, in the adolescence, in the in the birth and in the in, in the childhood of their own offspring as well. To the fourth generations until the coming and until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Use us, our lives, our words, our thoughts, our hearts, our beliefs, our pain, our mistakes, our disappointments. Use it, Lord, for your glory. For your own glory. The glory of your name. The glory of your kingdom. The glory of your dear son. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.